Alabama gets a huge victory in the war protecting unborn children. Democrats are thinking about participating in election denial. And Joe Biden is bypassing all our, gov our government's checks and balances, just like a good despot would do. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you had a great weekend. We had a pretty good weekend. Not great, but pretty good. Running around a lot. Okay, you know, I, I, I'm reading, I've read two big books over the last month. Um, I read, uh, and it all involved despot countries. Involved One involved North Korea, the other involved the Soviet Union. Uh, that was Solzhenitsyn's uh, The Gulag Archipelago. And I can tell you one thing. You can see where the Democrats are going. They are trying to turn this country into a third world country. And it's really, really disturbing. Now, I don't know how many people here who listen to this have actually been to Mexico. All right. I, I mean, I've been to Mexico. I, I mean, real Mexico. Like the sticks, dirty, cartel-ridden Mexico. That's where my brother-in-law lives. And I've seen what real Mexico is like. I've seen poverty. I've seen crime. I've seen violence. And this is where this country is going. And this government is doing it, and it's doing it on purpose. And it is, I mean, brazenly doing, brazenly doing it. So let's take the look at the story that happened this weekend. So a 26-year-old man was charged for murdering a, a nurse nursing student in Georgia. Lake and Riley, 22 years old, taking a hike, and this guy named Jose Antonio Ibarra, an illegal immigrant from Venezuela who had already been in trouble with the law in the United States, murders her. For no reason. He just, it was a crime of opportunity. As a matter of fact, the, the, the police chief sat there and said, this guy just woke up one day and decided to do bad things. So he walks over and murders this girl. Now that's the first thing we need to see, which is happening in the United States right now at the border. These people are coming over and just being released. This guy, uh, we have no idea what this guy did in Venezuela. You know, looking at how he is here, he was no angel here. He was no angel here. So probably just as bad in Venezuela. And it also shows you what these foreign countries are sending us. They're sending us their shit. They're sending us, this is what, Cu this is what Cuba did back in the 70s. If you've ever watched the movie Scarface, that happened in the 70s with Cuba, where uh, Fidel Castro just emptied his prisons and sent all his all the dregs of his society to the United States. So this stuff is not it's not the first time this has happened. But this piece of shit, I guess, ran over a kid in New York, was arrested in New York, and of course was released. Then didn't bother showing up to his court date because he he just decided to go to Georgia, where he murdered this gal. 
This guy came into the country illegally, was arrested, detained for a week, then just let go. Was released right into New York where he committed crimes. In and, and, and released. You know, they don't charge anybody for crime in New York because he's a person of color. Then he goes to Georgia where he commits another crime with his brother. He shoplifts. And of course, he's released. And then now he commits a murder. And now for the rest of his life, he's going to be our problem. He's going to be in our... They've got like 11 charges on him. He's going to be our problem, sucking our resources in the prison system for the rest of his life. Uh, by the way, this is one of the reasons why... Bring back the death penalty. Yeah, I like the way Russia does it. You're convicted of a crime... They know you did it. They shoot you in the back of the head. And I'm not talking about the gulags or the Labayanka under the Soviet Union. I mean, they do that now. You're convicted. That's it. I mean, we have real trials here. We could, we know that if somebody is convicted, there's a 99.9% .9 chance that guy is guilty. But this is what this government is trying to do. One, they let every illegal alien in. The illegal aliens do not need to speak English. The illegal aliens do not need to have a, a skill. The illegal aliens do not have to acclimate to our society. They don't check on them to see if they're criminals. They don't care if they're criminals. Then they release them into society. Then local governments in this country, especially only blue governments, by the way, go out and you can't throw anybody in jail. Because of justice and people of color are all in jail. Now, it, that's the other thing. Um, this guy, you can scream he's a person of color. But did he commit this crime? We absolutely know he did. There's film of it. There's film of him in the area. They've got enough evidence. They say there's, there's, there's no question there's evidence. They've got a weapon. they got everything. This guy's going to get convicted. So here's the question. Here's a person of color. Are you saying he shouldn't be allowed in jail because um, he's a person of color and justice and all that crap? And all those people in jail, all those people in prison that are people of color, are they all innocent? Answer me that question. I actually got that on Twitter this week, this weekend, and I got blocked by that individual when I said, give me an example. When I sat there, she said, everything is sexist, racist, and homophobic in this country, blah, blah, blah. And I said, do me a favor, give me an example of each. And then and then I'll respond to each. And I got blocked. That's how bad these people are. They don't want to discuss it. But I mean, this shit continues. In New York, a man was stabbed. He's in critical condition, if not dead. I don't know if he's dead yet. He's an illegal alien. They were looking for 17 people in New York who stabbed this guy. Apparently, it was a, um, they, again, all of the others, illegal aliens. They were all gangs. So they, all these illegal aliens crossed the border, went to New York, and now they're stabbing and killing each other. And meanwhile, Americans are in the crossfire. We're the ones getting killed. And nobody cares. And then they arrest these people and they just let them out again. This is happening all the time now. It's happening all the time. These used to be one-off stories. 
Remember the gal who was killed by the illegal alien in San Francisco? That story went on for months. We're seeing that on a daily basis now. And no one is doing anything about it. Even Joe Biden is realizing, okay, th this, this Lake and Riley thing was really bad. He's going to the border this week. I don't know what he's going to do at the border. Of course, or, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas is saying, hey, we got to clean up the border before Joe Biden goes there. So Joe Biden can walk around and say, there's nothing wrong with the border. That's exactly what's going to end up happening. Even though everyone down there is saying, hey, uh, there's a problem here. I don't care how much you cleaned it up. There's a problem here. We are becoming Mexico. We are becoming the streets of the United States is becoming like the streets of Mexico. The big difference is Mexico will actually throw you in prison. And Mexico doesn't worry about the DEI crap that these people worry about. They don't worry about race. You watch Mexican television, the only people you'll see in commercial are commercials are Mexicans. They don't worry about DEI. So you commit a crime in Mexico, and by the way, if you're, you can easily be illegal in Mexico. I cannot legally go to Mexico. I have to prove that I can take care of myself, even though Mexico couldn't care less about their own citizens. But this is what this country is becoming. And it's, it's really, it's, it's terrible. The corruption is deep. I don't know if it can be fixed. We do have those founding documents. Maybe it can be fixed. I don't know, but things are terrible. And, and Democrats keep talking about the border and they do keep talking about the border. And they keep saying, well, Republicans, we've given them a chance to fix the border. They didn't give us a chance to fix the border. They didn't give any any good fixes to the border. They sat back. The only thing they offered is a pathway to citizenship for between 15 and 25 million illegal aliens. No, no Republican is going to go for that. And they're not still not even offering to close the border. They just want pathway to citizenship. I heard this story and I was just appalled. And I am sick and tired of hearing this crap. This crap is going to happen more and more and more. I mean, this crap is happening so often in New York. I'm telling you right now, this crap is happening so often in New York, so often in California, so often in Illinois, they don't even report it. California is in the same position. In Jacumba, which is right by uh, the border between San Diego and Palm Springs, they've actually opened up the border. There are people lining up on the side of the, I think it's the 8 freeway, in tents. When we go to Mexico, we actually drive down that freeway and we and we stop in Jacumba. Jacumba. I know I'm not pronouncing it incorrectly. And that's my wife always makes fun. Of. But we drive that down that freeway right past Jacumba. We actually stop there to get coffee and stuff like that. Stuff that we need in Mexico when we cross the border. And we see just dozens upon dozens of tents on the side of the road in the middle of the desert. Because Jacamba, by the way, is just a big desert. 
And we look at that. What is that? I said, that's a migrant camp. They're crossing the border. They're waiting for the border patrol to come pick them up. And it's not one or two people. It's hundreds. Absolutely amazing. So California is going to end up just like that. Where crime is... And by the way, why wouldn't an illegal alien commit a crime? Illegal aliens don't face any consequences. They're breaking the law just by being here. Listen, you want to fix you want to fix the border? You kick people out. That's how you fix the border. They have to come in legally. You want to fix you want to fix the legal the system which allows for legal residents? Fix that system. But you got to fix that system. Or else people will just keep pouring and making the, or making all the illegal illegal aliens legal is not the answer. It is not the we can have that discussion when the border is shut down. And I, I think if you talk to my wife, who's a Mexican immigrant, she's a naturalized U.S. citizen, as you know, because I, I proudly said that if you think my stance is hard, hers is harder. She hates illegal immigration. Matter of fact, I don't know very many legal residents or American citizens from Mexican heritage who aren't against illegal aliens. Cesar Chavez, a guy who we have a day, a national a holiday, state holiday for. We got rid of President's Day for Cesar Chavez Day. Hated illegal immigration. He used to beat illegal aliens with pipes and chains. But first, because he was, he was a legal resident. I'm not. I think he was a citizen. Cesar Chavez, by the way, is the guy who unionized the crop workers. So it, that's that's what his job was to make sure that people who picked the crops got food, water, bathrooms, things like that. They didn't work 17 hours a day for four dollars. That's who he was. He hated illegal immigration. They don't talk about that. Okay. So sorry, but let's let's get to our first story. This is this is huge news. According, this happened last week. According to the AP, the Alabama Supreme Court ruled last week that couples who were trying in vitro fertilization and froze and lost frozen embryos in an accident at a South Alabama storage facility can sue under the state's wrongful death law. Since then, three providers have paused the often used fertility treatments while they sort out the legal implications. The ruling is the first of its kind that extends a theory of championed by some anti-abortion groups that embryos and fetuses should be considered children and be afforded legal protections into the new realm. The first thing I want to point out, though, I thought interesting. This is from the AP, and the AP is obviously a very pro-abortion newspaper. I mean, what newspaper outside of the conservative outlets is anti-abortion? But they use the term anti-abortion. Now, that's a good thing. Uh, I'm anti-abortion. I hate that pro-life thing. I really do. But they're not using it because of my belief system that we should just call a, a spade a spade. I'm anti-abortion. You're pro-abortion. I guarantee you they call 
pro-abortion people, they call them pro-choice. But notice they call us anti-abortion. They're doing it because anti has a negative connotation. That's why. That's why pro-life, anti-abortion people, they always call themselves pro-life because they want something positive. Anti is very negative. But that's why they do that here. But now back to the story. I think this is a great ruling, and I'm not shocked it's coming out of Alabama. Alabama wants to ban abortion altogether. Now, what this basically means. Now, there's a big difference between an embryo and a frozen egg or frozen sperm. Embryos are already fertilized eggs. And what they're basically saying is if you have a fertilized egg and that fertilized egg dies because of negligence or in some points crime, that fertilized egg can be treated like a human being. I think that's great. I think that's exactly how it should be. This is one of the reasons I'm against in vitro fertilization or IVF. Because we, we see those fertilized eggs as nothing but fertilized eggs. You don't see, we don't see them. Normal, most people don't see them as actual human beings. Well, they are human beings. I'm against IVF when it comes to a lot of things, especially when it comes to like gay couples. You know, a gay couple decides to fertilize an egg and buy the egg, buy the egg from the woman, and then they fertilize it into a, a surrogate and things like that. I'm against that because I think you're making children into a commodity. And a fertilized egg is a child. I, I, I will go so far, it's not even a potential. That isn't going to be a child. That's going to be a regular walking, talking child. So that's a human being already. Just because it needs to be implanted does not mean that that is not a human being. And that human being has to depend on a host for a while. It's still a human being. I think one of the most amazing things is this is a consistent ruling with the thought that Abortion is killing child, children. I, what's going to be really awesome about this ruling is it's going to go to the Supreme Court. This ruling will go to the Supreme Court. And I, I again, the Supreme Court, probably a 5-4 decision, would have to rule for the Alabama's law. It would have to. Because Alabama has decided to choose that... And a person begins at conception. By the way, for those that that don't necessarily think, because there are a lot of conservatives out there who don't think it begins at conception, here's the question I have for you. A fertilized egg, what is it at that point? Women have eggs all the time. They don't get pregnant unless it's fertilized. When they get pregnant, what is the difference being pregnant and not being pregnant? Because the reality is, you have that egg, it's fertilized now, you are pregnant. What is that egg there? What is the difference between that egg and the billion more you have in your body? The difference is that one's a human being. That one's going to grow. And all this crap, all, all of the arguments I've heard, well, it has to be sentient. Well, I mean, kids aren't sentient at like six years old. It's, it, it can't survive outside the room. Kids can't survive outside the room either. A six-year-old, my I, I God bless them, I love my grandkids, but none of them can survive on their own right now. They are dependent on people. 
But this is a great ruling. This is a fantastic ruling. This is a big win for uh, anti-abortion folk because it, it basically is the courts saying, yeah, that's a human being. And if you if you killed that embryo, you're, res you're responsible as if it's a wrongful death. It's a great thing. But of course, the left can't have that. The left doesn't want to have this argument. They don't want to have this discussion. So they have to go out there and demonize this decision, demonize, of course, Republicans. And while they do that, don't actually answer any of the question or address the real issue. Enter Joy Reid. Now, I want you to listen. This is, this is going to be our dumbass of the day. Okay. So, Joy Reid is... I won't lie. She's just a terrible person. She's just a... She's a, she's a god-awful... I, I won't go so far as to say evil. She's just a terrible human being. Bad, bad person. She's a racist. She's a sexist. She hates people. She's the kind of person that if there was a genocide of white men, she'd be good with it. She's just that terrible a person. But she's also an example of exactly how leftists argue. So this IVF ruling came down, and she's got some comments about it. And first off, I can't believe this woman is still on the air at MSNBC. She is so stupid. But this is a two-minute clip, and it's a really important clip because it shows you she obviously doesn't like the ruling, but she goes off. She addresses everything, everything except the ruling, which is exactly what leftists do. So let's listen to this two-minute clip. It's a little longer, but it's... And then let's discuss it after. The United States has a population of north of 327 million people. Why do we need more kids? I mean, your party, Senator Tuberville, is the one screaming that 10 million immigrants, which... I don't even know that that number even makes any sense because it doesn't um, have streamed into the country since Joe Biden has been president. And you're claiming that that's too many people, that if more people come into the southern border, this is some sort of crisis because we, we've got too many people and we've got no more space and we can't afford more people. But now you're saying we need more kids. Can you explain who's the we and what's the purpose? You're also a senator from the state of Alabama. God help the people there. Are you saying the state of Alabama needs more kids? Why does the state of Alabama need more kids? More kids for what? There was a time when the state of Alabama absolutely needed more kids because, you know, Alabama was a slave state. And the mandate of the planter class in Alabama was for black women to produce more kids because those kids were property and they could work more kids and make more money on their plantations. Are you saying the state of Alabama needs more kids because you think that those populations will include people who are maybe destitute and desperate enough if you kick out the immigrants like a lot of y'all want to do and you could make them do the work that the migrants are doing now? Because that kind of sounds slavery-ish. Is the state of Alabama the we? 
And is, is, is that the why? I mean, you're also a white guy. Are you saying the we is white folks need more kids? Is this like a great replacement thing where you're concerned that there's not enough white people in the population versus the growth of the Latino population, the black population, the Asian American population? And so the we is white people need to make white women have more kids and that's the we and that's the why? Because it's a little creepy, a little handmaid's tale, don't you think? This is what leftists do. That's what leftists do. They conflate. They conflate. They can't debate the actual argument. They can't make the argument on the topic at hand. Now, let's look at what this dumb broad did. She brought up illegal immigration, the great replacement theory, the declining population of Americans. Oh, by the way, here's the growing population. Black population hasn't grown in 50 years. I don't know what she's talking about. It's been 13% since about the 1950s. It has The black population hasn't grown. And we're actually complaining their population's not growing either. If we end abortion tomorrow, guess what population will grow immediately? The black population. Um, she's complaining. Then she brings up slavery, racism, and finally, sexism, misogyny, the handmaid's tale crap. You know what she didn't bring up? Which is the real argument? That the embryos in the IVF process are actually human beings and you're killing them. She never brought that up. She never said, well, th those embryos aren't human beings. She never brought that. She didn't bring that up because that's not a great argument. We already know they're human beings. The fact that a the fact that an embryo can be placed into a woman and we know it's gonna grow into a human being if all works well proves that it's a human being. She can't make that argument, so she goes into sexism and racism and misogyny and the great replacement theory and illegal immigration. She everything around the real problem. And it's not we're trying to increase. We're trying to increase population. No, we're just trying to keep people that are alive, alive. That's all it is. The embryo is a person. It's going to be a fully functional person just like you and me. I consider it a person right off the bat. It's not even the potential person. It's If life goes on, it's going to have two arms, two legs, a brain, a heart, and it's going to walk around and be productive. It's just not exactly what we see a person as today. But that's how leftists argue. They always go around the issue. They never can just face the issue and debate the issue. That's too hard. And what's worse, they will lose. They will lose. So she's our dumbass of the day. Okay, well, polls have come out. And uh, Donald Trump is is way ahead of where he was in 2016. Way ahead of where he was in 2016. Donald Trump, if the election were held today, Donald Trump would absolutely kick the crap out of Joe Biden. I mean, there is just... By the way, there there is no way Joe Biden is running for president. I Not, not only because he is basically a vegetable, but because 
his poll numbers are just terrible. A couple poll numbers have Trump up by four or five points. That's incredible. I mean, if Trump is even in November, he's going to win the election. So none of this is good for Joe Biden. All right. Well, Democrats are also projecting that they know Joe Biden is not going to win this election. They are positive of it. And they're already making plans for when the election, when Trump, Trump does win the election. See, this is the one thing that really makes me curious with the Democrats. Do they really not have a plan on who's going to run next year? Is it now? I'm I'm personally almost positive that Joe Biden is not running in November. I am almost positive of it, and we won't know until uh, summer when the DNC gets together. But it sure sounds like Democrats aren't sure. Like they really don't know what's going on. It's possible they really don't. Um, It's March. It's coming on March. The DNC, the, the, the convention is in four months. So we're going to have to see what's going on, but they're already making plans what they're going to do if when Trump wins the election. According to the Daily Wire, numerous House Democrats have signaled that they would not certify a 2024 presidential election win from Donald, from Donald Trump, relying on the 14th Amendment to claim that Trump is an insurrectionist and thus ineligible from holding office. Well, Here's the big problem with that. He's not an insurrectionist. He never was convicted of insurrection. He's the all of the cases they have against him don't really call him an insurrectionist. So none of this is actually true. Continuing, Democrat reps including James Clyburn, Jamie Raskin, Adam Schiff, and Eric Swalwell and even House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries refused to say that they would confirm Trump to office if he won the 2024 election. Now, one thing to be very clear, um, it really doesn't matter if they do it. I mean, the Senate has to vote that they, they have to deny. And chances are it really doesn't matter if they say no. But... Um, Republicans tried to do this in 2020 because they thought the election was stolen. And um, question for you, those all those Republicans was were accused of being uh, anti-democracy, election deniers, crap like that. Is that what these guys are saying? We'll, we're going to deny the people the election? And by the way, again, this is this is the whole Trump bad, Trump bad, Trump bad. I, you know, I, I'm not. I I don't want Trump to run. I mean, my guy's already out. I'm going to vote for Trump, but but my guy was DeSantis. But the question here is, I mean, by the way, it doesn't matter who they had. If it was Nikki Haley, they'd do the same thing. If it was Ron DeSantis, they'd do the same thing. It's Republican. It's it doesn't matter that it's Trump. Yes, Trump is a turnoff. Yes, Trump is is very, he just says things that you just want to slap yourself in the head with. Yes, you just want Trump to just shut the F up for the next six months. Just sit there, Joe Biden, Joe Biden, Joe Biden, and look what I did, and here's what Joe Biden did, and then move on. Just stop talking. 
and he doesn't do it. That's why I don't want him to run for president. He's going to say something one day that the media is just going to fly on. But to accuse him of being an insurrectionist when, I mean, he's not really an insurrectionist. He's never been accused of insurrection. He's never seen a crime. And again, this wasn't an insurrection on January 6th. This was not an insurrection. This was actually compared to 20, the 2020 BLM riots. This was a very tame riot. Very tame riot. We've got 40,000 hours of video. We've seen what was happening. Nobody was armed here. This was not an insurrection. It was a riot that delayed the certification vote for two hours. That's all it was. And so calling Trump an insurrectionist when there wasn't really an insurrection is kind of weird and it doesn't work. And again, this is typical Democrat move. Don't address the situation. I tell you what, you think there was an insurrection? Uh, take him to court. Take him to court. Accuse him of it. Not one prosecutor in the country has accused Donald Trump of insurrection. Now, you've got that character in Washington, D.C. that's trying to link Trump to the riot. But I think that even... Even I think I think that even goes short of calling him an insurrectionist. And by the way, the case is falling apart anyway. It's just kind of a throwing darts at a dartboard to hoping that maybe you hit that target. But this sure sounds like denial to me. It sounds like election denial. And I thought that was the most evil thing that a person could do, at least if a Republican does it, when Joe Biden gets elected in a very, very fishy election. I, I'm sorry, that, that Joe Biden election, I'm not denying he won. I'm saying that was an extremely fishy election. If I were to sit there and I had a gun to my head and I had to guess whether that election was stolen or it was not stolen, I'd have to say, honestly, it was stolen. I'm sorry, Joe Biden at 2 a.m. was losing and at 3 a.m. he's ahead comfortably, I'd have to say there's some questions there. Okay, so let's get to this next story. Okay, this story irritates the crap out of me because I have always said that Joe Biden is a despot. He is a dictator, a king. That's what he wants to be. He keeps taking rights away. He keeps ignoring the Constitution. He does all this stuff. It's all really bad. It's all really obvious. And the media just keeps ignoring it. And they don't talk about it. And one of the areas that he's really showing his, his oats, even though there are tons of different other, exa other examples, is the case of student loan debt cancellation. For, you know, students who, can't, who sign contracts, get hundred thousand, hundreds of thousands of dollars in loans for worthless degrees... And then don't want to pay for them. And then we have to take taxpayer money and dump it into the students' loans. So basically, our kids are learning right off the bat. Yeah, you can get a loan and just not have to pay for it because the government will bail you out. So according to Fox News, President Biden asserting that the Supreme Court couldn't stop him from canceling student loan debt 
debt set off social media users for his assault on democracy. On Wednesday, Biden spoke at the Julian Dixon Library in Culver City, California, where he referenced his efforts to cancel more student loan debt. He noted that while his student debt program was initially halted by the Supreme Court, its r- ruling didn't stop him. Here's what I before we get to before we get to my opinion here, l- let's listen to this moron speak about this at the library. Early in my term, I announced a major plan to provide millions of working families with debt relief for their college student debt. Tens of millions of people in debt were literally about to be canceled, their debts. But my MAGA Republican friends in the Congress, elected officials and special interests stepped in and sued us, and the Supreme Court blocked it. They blocked it. But that didn't stop me. I announced we were going to pursue alternative paths for student debt relief uh, for as many borrowers as possible. And that's the effort that's been underway the last two years. I fixed what's called the SAVE plan. It existed, but I fixed it to make it the most affordable repayment plan ever. Before I took office, student borrowers had to pay 10% of their discretionary income on a monthly basis. If they made less than, if they didn't have enough to do that, they were able to not have to pay that month, but their interest continued. A lot of people don't have the means to do that, though. Under my SAVE plan, we're cutting in half to 5% the undergraduate borrowers, what undergraduate borrowers have to pay after their living expenses are accounted for. That means no one with an undergraduate loan, whether it's a community college or a four-year college, will have to pay more than 5% of their discretionary income to repay those loans starting in July. And that's income after you pay for necessities like food and housing. Already 7.5 million Americans have enrolled in this so-called SAVE plan. And there's more than 4 million of those bars had their monthly payments dropped to zero if they were living paycheck to paycheck below a certain level. This plan is the most generous repayment program ever, and today we're doing it even faster and quicker than ever before. I'm proud to announce our SAVE plan. We are immediately canceling the debt loans for over 150,000 borrowers, nearly six months ahead of schedule. Starting today, we're canceling student debt for borrowers who are enrolled in the SAVE plan and have been paying student loans for as little as 10 years. If they took less than, if they borrowed less than $2,000, it's forgiven. $12,000, excuse me. It's, the loan is forgiven. This act will be a huge help to graduates of community college and borrowers of smaller loans, putting them back on track faster for debt forgiveness than ever before. This builds on other progress I've made in canceling student debt for close to 4 million Americans through various actions. For example... Okay, um, here's the thing. I don't want to hear anything about democracy or the Constitution or anything from Democrats, especially this asshole. He, this is, the Supreme Court is a checks and balances thing. And the Supreme Court only base, is supposed to only base things off of the Constitution. The president forgiving student loan debt is not something he's allowed to do in the Constitution. There is nothing in the Constitution that says the president can just forgive loans. And by the way, forgive loans, a private company and a student. The company, of course, being the school's. So there's nothing in there that says he can do that. He is against the Constitution. 
This is a violation of checks and balances. This is against democracy. And he flouts it. And this is the first time he says he's going to... He he sat back and created laws that he knew were illegal. When he put this up, when he actually said he was going to do this, he even admitted this was probably not constitutional, but I'm going to do it anyway. With the border, there are laws on the books that say the border must be closed. He's ignoring it, even if he takes away Remain in Mexico. It's it's still illegal to cross the border. He's not only not stopping people from crossing the border, going against the law, he is physically opening the border. You know, like the border patrol is cutting down fence. The border patrol is cutting down razor wire. The Border Patrol is helping people cross the Rio Grande. I don't want to hear about this guy in the law. I don't want to hear about Donald Trump, dictator. For like, This guy is a dictator. He is ignoring Congress. He is ignoring the Supreme Court. He is doing whatever he wants. And by the way, this guy has already forgiven something like $100 billion in loans. And it's illegal. He can't do that. But he's King Biden. He's the despot. He's the dictator. And I mean, and it, again, and then you look at other things he's doing, like trying to take away your guns. Of course he wants to try and take away your guns. God forbid we have a revolution. We decide to start fighting. He doesn't want us armed. He's already threatened us. Say, you think guns are going to do anything? We've got F-16s. He's already doing the us and you, us and you thing. Ugh. I hate this guy. I really do. I really do. And I can't wait till he loses. And I can't wait for the reaction. Here's the reality, folks. We gotta, first off, we got to vote. And I'm not, like, I, I'm not like Donald Trump. Early voting, yes, you should vote early. I vote in person. I do vote in person. I go in and I, I vote. You should vote early. And I usually vote early. Now, California, they vote early. That's fine. I don't do mail-in balloting. But if you can't get to a poll, mail it in. I, I'm retired. I have time to drive to a polling place and vote. And I usually vote early. I don't want to face the lines. But... Right now, the laws in California are, are insanely wild. I mean, it, it's just nuts. And yes, I don't agree with early voting. I don't agree with mail-in voting. I don't agree with any of that stuff. But whatever it takes to vote, you should go and vote. Don't listen to Mike Lindell. Don't listen to Donald Trump, who say, no, you should vote only on the day up. No, don't do that. Do, vote whenever you can, because if you can only vote in, a, in that day of thing and you can't make it, then you don't vote. As long as you get out there and vote. And this is what Donald Trump should be pushing. This is what Mike Lindell should be pushing. Personally, I don't think we should even be using machines. We should be using ballots, hand-casted ballots. 
why is it in 1980 when I voted the first, or I'm sorry, I voted in 80, I think 88 was the first time I voted. Why is it in 1988 I was able to vote with a paper ballot and we knew who run president that night? It was late. It was midnight, one o'clock in the morning. But why is it we knew? But now we've got all this technology. You can vote six months before an election and we still can't find out the night of who won the election. And this is where, I'm sorry, I, I agree. Yeah, we're probably cheating. There's probably some cheating going on. Because back in 1988 when I voted, we had no problem figuring out who was... Matter of fact, we had no problem in 88. We had no problem in 92, 96, 2000, 2004, 2008, 2012, 2016. We didn't have a problem. We know who won. It just started in 2020. And in 2020, we were able to vote six months in advance. There were 85 different ways to vote. And suddenly, we couldn't figure out what was going on. I hope you guys have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Thank you.